What's going on, Melanated family? It's your boy Harrison, man, Melanated Fathers TV, bringing you another exclusive interview. Today, we're going to talk with my guy, Kwame Curry, entrepreneur, single father, a lot of different business ventures, a lot of different business ventures popping. It's a friend of mine, so we're going to talk to the brother about his business acumen. We're going to talk to the brother about him being a single father and how and how that transition has been going for him. We're going to talk to him about the future products or future uh, uh, projects that he has going on. Again, if this is your first time tuning in to what I do, man, go to Melanated Fathers TV on YouTube. Melanated Fathers TV on YouTube. You can go to Melanated Fathers TV on Facebook as well if you're watching this on Facebook. If you are listening to this through Spotify or Apple Music, Please do me a favor and comment on the show. That'll raise us in the algorithm. So, you know, I mean, um, the show and the content can become more popular. So, again, if you're watching this or listening to this, rather, excuse me, if you're listening to this on Spotify, um, Apple Podcast, um, everywhere audio podcasts are available, you can find the show. You feel me? So let's bring the brother in here, man, so we can chop it up with him. I'm excited. You know what I mean? It's always good, man, to speak to people who are trying to be motivated or trying to be innovative. Speak to people who um, have found a way to to maneuver in this society by opening their own business opposed to working for somebody. So all of these things are extremely interesting to me. So let's invite the brother in to see if we can get it going. Let's see here. So he should be coming in here in a minute. Oh, so what's up, y'all? How y'all doing, man? What's, go what's going on? How was your weekend? So we're waiting on my boy, Kwame Curry, to come into the room right now so we can interview him about his businesses, interview him about him being a single father. So how's everybody doing, man? Anybody get vaccinated? <laughs> Anybody taking that vaccine? You know what I mean? And you know what? No, what? no, no, my thing is about the uh, about the vaccine, because I did my own research on pretty much just vaccines in general. Right. And why our community is it, it especially cautious about these type of things. Right. And of course, historically, um, our relationships with hospitals, our relationship with doctors um, have been kind of um, up in the air just based on how we've been treated and how we've been considered to be less painful than other groups of people so all type of experiments and things have been done on us in the few in, in the past um but just in general i i initially i was like if i find out somebody is uh getting vaccinated or if the conversation of vaccines come up i was on some condemning you shit like you shouldn't get vaccinated fuck it's wrong with you all this stuff right but that's not healthy and that's just not a healthy way of looking at stuff and to each his own you know what i mean because me personally looking over the vaccine looking over how quick they were able to formulate it looking over all these things i'm just more weary of the government you have to add me now okay 
I think I did already, brother. Let me see here. I, I sent you an invite, bro. See if you could request to join, Kwame. Because I just sent you an invite. Yeah, see if you could request to join. I just sent you an invite. Here, let me try something else here. Here, let me see here. Here, let me message you real quick, my boy. Here, let me see. I just sent you an invite. It was an invite just to watch. Oh, got it. Let's see here. I think you may have to request to come on the line or to request to come on the live, Kwame. Let me try something else. Oh, add. Okay. okay. You come right now, player. Let's get this thing popping. Still adding you, Kwame. Bring them on camera. I just tried to do that. It's gonna do it right now. It says adding, adding, connecting. Here we go. What's up, player? What's going on with you, boy? Ain't not much. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I was trying to do it from my computer. No, nah, you look good. No, nah, everything is lined up good. Computer, but it was um, it won't let me do it from the computer. So yeah, so good. Yep, everything is lined up though. Okay, okay. How's everything been going, man? How you how you doing, brother? Oh man, you know, just uh staying busy. There you go. <laughs> there you go, there you go. So I was just staying telling busy. everybody before you came on that, um, you know, I want I, I wanted to have a specific conversation with you because just watching you move, I understand that um not just being a business owner, but you move around the community a lot. You got your hands in a lot of different things that I think people should be aware of. Um, you know, I'm also aware that you're like a single father, you know what I mean? So I'm gonna get into that as well. Yeah. So I just wanted people to get it, not just be aware of your business ventures and figure out ways to, to collaborate with you, but I wanted people just to get a little bit of your story, you know what I mean? Because everything you're doing, in my opinion, and I've always felt this way, is extremely inspiring because a lot of us, you know, being a black man with kids, it's a hard task, man, when you haven't been given certain tools. So the fact that you are a single father, you're doing everything that you can for your babies, I think is extremely inspiring for younger fathers, you know what I mean? So let's, yeah. let's get into it, brother. So talk to me, because this is some stuff I didn't know. This, part of this shit is like personal, so I can find out some stuff about you, right? So talk to me about your upbringing. Like, were you raised in Sacramento? No, I wasn't raised in Sacramento. I was um, actually born in um, in a Travis Air Force Base in Solano County. Mm. Um, Air Force um, and whatnot. And so my mom, my dad, actually, my dad was in the Air Force. He was a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. And then also he was a, a pilot for the airlines. And my mom, she actually, she also worked for the um, for the airlines as well. So, OK. All right. So, OK. So growing up, you had both of your parents in the house. For, <laughs> for, a, for a time being. OK. Uh, for a time 
until they got divorced. But um, yeah, they was in there for a minute. Yeah, because I seen you know some some time ago the unfortunate passing of your father, and I seen how that touched you. You know what I mean? So like growing up as a kid, even not even if he wasn't in the home, you guys had a pretty good relationship. Yeah, you know, um, you know, with both my parents, we had our we had our ups and downs and 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 whatnot. But I never, I'm, I'm, I've never been that type of person to hold any grudges with anybody for anything. Mm -hmm. So with that, um, I just kind of leave it as we had our ups and downs, and we, you know, we've been good. We've been good ever since. You know, my, you know, for a, a period of time I lived with my mom, a period of time I lived with my dad. Okay. You know, and there. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Now I know that. So like you being a single father now, right? Like, talk to me about how that experience has been. Because again, from what I understand, your children live with you, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And for me, that's like, um, every time I see that, it's important to talk about that because we choose to go in different directions. Like, I know a lot of men who will have a kid and they'll have issues with their baby mama. Maybe she's unstable. Maybe she's in a position where you know she can't necessarily do what's best for your kids. But everybody don't take it upon themselves to say, you know what, I'm going to bring them in my care. I'm going to be 100% of the caretaker. Because I think us not being natural nurturers, sometimes that scares fathers. Because I've been there where I had to change the diaper. I had to feed them. I got to put them to bed. I got to do all these things, you know what I mean? And a lot of dads in our community, for whatever reason, don't necessarily want to make that big of a commitment. So what made you make sure that was important to you? Um, I've always been like that since, since day one. Um, you know, I've been on my own since I was 14. Um, and it's like, I've always told myself with all of the stuff that I've dealt with as a kid um, and whatnot, I said, when I have kids, you know, my kids are going to be my number one priority for everything. You know, my kids are going to be, you know, my kids are going to be here. I'm here. You know what I mean? It did just, and just kind of go and just kind of go from there. So it was, it, it was just an easy thing for me. And um, I had to, you know, I have seven kids. I have five, um, I have five boys and, and two girls and, I had to go through, you know, tremendous court battles um, and all of that stuff to get my kids and, and, and to fight for them. And, and it was, it's, it's something that I wouldn't wish on anybody, but the thing is that some, some parents or fathers, I should say, uh, so many people are surprised that they're like, you're a single father, you have your kids, you got custody of your kids. And I'm like, yeah. And it's, it's like surprising to people. But the thing is, is that, you know, a lot of fathers, they don't, they don't fight for the kids like that. Mm. they don't they don't follow through it's like when they get into the court system and all of that stuff it, it seems like it's it's too tedious or too trying or whatever it is and 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 they just you know they're just like it's whatever no, you they know they up. wash their hands of it and then go from there i i just i just couldn't do that definitely definitely now I, I, I do now being a single father because i want a a, a lot of what we talk about for me, because, you know, my platform, Melanated Fathers of America, me having five kids myself, my platform is about mm -hmm. history. It's about empowering our people. But the, the backdrop of all of it 
is making sure young dudes understand the importance of manhood, like understand the importance of being there. Like we glorify a lot of bullshit in our community and I'm not going to knock hip hop and knock some of these cultural trends, but at the end of the day, we all got to be there for our kids and we can look at racism and how we're treated in this system. But in my opinion, if a lot of us was just, cause I know most of the men I know are good fathers. Right. But I think when I go to my old neighborhood, when I go to different places to help kids and mentor kids, it's just, in my opinion, not enough of us putting that effort forward. And sometimes I know a dude who's a good dude. Like, he has a lot of good qualities he can impute on a kid, but for, but for whatever reason, he going through stuff with his baby mama. Like you said, he don't yeah. want to deal with the system, so he kind of backs off. And I have to tell him, man, yeah. your influence can be helpful in that child's life, right? So talk to me about some of the difficulties. You mentioned the court system, which I myself have had to go through and these big ass stacks of paper, which is kind of intimidating. You know what I mean? But the woman can call yeah. and the woman can call and be like, I don't want to take them off child support right now. But for me to get get uh, get off, I got to go through all these goddamn forms or whatever. So talk to me about yeah. like what what are some of the other challenges you've had to face as being a single father? Um, wow. <laughs> The, the challenges of being a single father, um, a lot of people look at them as challenges. I look at, I don't, I don't like to, to, to pat myself or get credit for stuff that I'm supposed to be doing anyway. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So things that some people may look at as a challenge, it's like, it's stuff that you're supposed to be doing anyway. Mm. You're supposed to keep a roof over your kid's head. You're supposed to, you know what I'm saying, keep food in their mouth, clothes on their back. You're supposed to make sure that they're, taken care of you're supposed to make sure that they're you know that 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 they're you know doing their schooling and getting this done and getting that done you you're supposed to make sure that they learn responsibility and all of that those are things that you're supposed to do um i i can honestly say when i had my 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 first my first set of kids because i have i have kids that are 26 25 and 24 mm -hmm. and then it goes to 16 I have, I have two 16-year-olds, a 13-year-old, and then a 10-year-old. So when I have my my oldest kids, I can honestly say that I grew up with them. Mm. You know, I I I there was so many things as a father that I knew I wasn't ready for. Mm. You know, um, and I, one of my outlets was my dad you know, was being able to call my dad and talk to my dad. That's how me and my dad end up being, you know what I'm saying, really good friends and just talking all of the time. You know, I, I know I used to do so much stuff, you know, when I was little. But I, I, remember, I remember a time that I called my dad when I was like 17 years old and I apologized to him just for everything, just on GP. Mm. You know, I apologized to him for everything and, and, and talked to him and I realized that you know, the discipline and all of the stuff that he used to do when we were little, you know what I'm saying, was 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 to make me a better person later on in life. So, you know, growing up and 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 trying to growing up with, with my older kids and, and and trying to learn on the fly, it it was it was hard. I've 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 been I've been, you know, I've been homeless before, I've been, you know, but I've made sure that, you know, I've had, you know, you know, I had was able to get a roof over my kids' heads, you know, whether we had to stay in hotels or motels or whatever the case may be. Um, we've been without vehicles, we've been this, but I've always made sure 
you know, whatever, whatever I'm dealing with, they really, even though they were there, it's like they almost didn't feel the effect as much, you know, because they still got that love. They still, we still laugh and joke. I still try to keep upbeat on any situation, but you know, there's, there's nights that they're asleep. I'm making sure they're asleep. And then I'm sitting up here, like just stressed out. Like, what am I going to do next? You know what I'm saying? Um, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to, you got to bust your ass. You know, I had some good friends and some good family members that were um, in my life that, that I could, man, I, I, <laughs> I don't know where I'd be without them. Mm. Um, but I, I always kept pushing. I always kept pushing. And I've always had this, this focus to make sure that my kids are, you know, my kids are good. And that's, that's what kept me going, you know, making sure that they're good. Even when I wanted to give up sometimes, I, I still just kept pushing through. Interesting. It's, it's so funny you say that, bro, because I think it just, it, kids don't come with a handbook, like for none of us, right? And everything that we yeah. find ourselves going through with life, whether it be with a job or relationship with a woman, our personal traumas, I think sometimes parents of all colors do a horrible job of guarding their kids from their dysfunctions to a degree or just from the things they're going through currently. So it was really important to me that you said that, like, I would shield them. Like, I'm going through shit, but they don't know. You know what I mean? Because yeah. when kids know, that stresses them out, and they become unsure yeah. about things. So that's really a mature yeah. outlook on that. You know what I mean? It could it could affect them. It, it, it could affect them in school. It mm -hmm. could affect them in, you know, it could affect them growing up, all of that stuff. However, I, I, I do keep it real with my kids, and I do talk to them about, about all situations. You know what I mean? Um, and, and even though I, I shield them and, you know, I may tell them what's going on. I may not dive into the, to the deep end of, of course, the pool, of course. you know, but at the same time, I give them, I give them enough information to, they know, you know, what, what's going on and they appreciate me as a father and what I do for them to make sure that they straight. That's, that's what's up. And you're right. Because giving them that, that information is important, especially when they come of age. Cause I've learned like, because my kids are 20, 22, 23-year-olds, 19, 18, and 13. So I was aware of what level of information I should give them based on their age, right? I'm not going to tell my 13-year-old yeah. the same information I might tell my 23-year-old. So as a parent, that's kind of something you have to manage. So, so that's what's up, bro. The next question I was going to ask about was how did your relationship with your father shape your parenting? But it seems like he was there helping you, right? Like, I my my thing is, I I was never the type of person like I don't I don't like yes men. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as friends and all of that kind of stuff, like that. Like I I never really, except for probably a couple friends that I know were are across the board just solid, but I never used to like to have those people in my ear and telling me what I want to hear. I want to hear what, you know, if I'm, if I'm messing up, if I'm fucking up, I want them to tell me what I'm doing. So when I get on the phone with my dad, is that, you know, you pick up that phone and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Giving it to you, huh? Yep, yep. You're sitting there like, you're sitting there like, I, you know, I shouldn't even have, I shouldn't even have made this call, but at the same time, you know, you, you, res I, I respected him for every bit of information 
you know, he would give me. And when I get off that phone, it went from, you know, you know, I may have been, you know, feeling some kind of way. I may have even been feeling sorry for myself from here and there. But when I got off the phone with my dad, it was get your shit together and let's 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 make it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's and that's what I did. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, so. um Something else I want to touch on real quick, because you've been a business owner for a really long time, right? Yeah. Like to my understanding. Okay. So, and, and every time I talk to a black person that is a business owner, because I understand that like a lot of Americans, most of our families are like working people, right? Some of us don't have yeah. a uncle or a father who has this big business who can help us with a blueprint and all this shit, right? We kind of have to learn it yeah. on the go. So why was it important for you to be a business owner opposed to just getting a regular job? You know what I mean? Um, you know, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very creative person. And my thing was, it was like working for other people. They, they just don't see like when a person is like really creative, they just don't see what you see. You know, they don't, they don't respect, or I wouldn't even say respect. They don't appreciate what, what you appreciate and, 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 you know, going forward in, in certain aspects. So my, um, my thing started out, you know, when I was going to college and stuff, it was, you know, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do too much. Mm. So, you know, with the playing sports and all of that stuff um, and, and got injured, then it was like, okay, what are you falling back on? And, and I picked up business, you know, that was my thing, picking up business. And when I took my business class, you know, the first day in business class, it was like, you know, oh, if you want to be in business, you got to create your brand. You got to do this. You, and I was, how do you do this? How do you do that? And, you know, they explained, oh, with graphic design and all of that stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. And I started taking up graphic designing mm. and, and, and just, you know, letting that build and grow from there. So I would, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a visual learner, you know, I'm a really visual learner. So I, I picked up stuff fast. So again, talking to my dad about stuff that I wanted to do. He helped me buy my first Apple computer and I got on the Apple computer. I got the software back when Photoshop and all that was on the Macromedia format, mm. not Adobe, but the Macromedia format. Um, and so I used to sit in front of the computer for hours and hours and hours on end and, and, and just self teach myself a lot of different stuff, but I was still doing classes in college and stuff as well. Mm. And I, I would, I would test out of those classes because, you know, with being a visual learner, you pick up stuff so fast that you're like, you know, I'm not even, I, I got to, you know, I got to do stuff on my own and go from there. So it just, it just, it just fit with me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't want to, I didn't want to hear, you know, uh, a person trying to tell me what to do or this and that, you know, I'm like, Hey, I know what I need to do, you know, and I just wanted to get out there and just, just be on my own and just and just you know face the world and and go from there i've had my ups and downs with that you know i've had my trials and tribulations of but, course you know it, it worked that's dope bro that's dope because me beginning to be a business owner over the past few years i see that it's it i think everybody even if you're a working person you should try to find something of your own some people get lucky and have a job that they love. Like this is what they were passionate yeah. about. They, but for other yes. people, I know a lot of people who are working just for the money. Right. So I always tell people, yeah. get you something else. I don't care if you mentor, I don't care if you coach, I don't care if you got a little workout team or something, but everybody needs something for themselves. You know what I mean? 
you don't want to spend 20, 30 years working for somebody and it still has that, <laughs> that empty feeling. We all need to search for something that we can use for ourselves. But I do know <laughs> being successful in business is hard as shit. Like it's not, yeah. it's not as easy as people would think it is. And at times you got to question yourself like, damn, should I be doing this? Do I just want to get a job? You know what I mean? All these kind of things go through your head. So, and I know we black, so that's specific. Like we have our own yeah. struggles. We have our own struggles with how we value other people's business as far as willing to pay somebody's price and all this kind of shit, right? So talk to me about some of the struggles you've had trying to grow your business, whether it be with business acumen, whether it be with dealing with our community, like what has been some of the struggles where you get into it, you're making money, you're doing your thing, but you look up like, whoa, I didn't expect this or I didn't expect that, you know what I mean? Um, you know, one of the biggest things, especially out here in Sacramento, which is so unfortunate, is that um, a lot of thing? A lot of people don't appreciate people's time. Mm. They don't appreciate. They don't appreciate people's time. They don't appreciate people's craft, you know, and all of that stuff. And when it comes to black people, you know, we uh, a lot of us always come through the door with, you know, that hookup mentality. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, he's black. Yeah, he'll hook me up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's it's like they act like we don't they act like black business owners don't value money in our business like white people do, which is which is which is crazy. So let's say for instance, you know, like I've had this happen so many times to where, you know, I'm I'm you know I'm doing a job for somebody. Yeah, I, I may work from my home. You know, I may be able to get stuff done pretty fast. You know, and people will think like. You know, they went to one person that may have took hours or days or weeks to get something done, and I'm getting stuff done in a matter of hours. So then they they feel that it wasn't nothing to me. So it's like, oh, I want a short chain. Mm. You well, you know, I give them a price, and then oh man, come on, you can you no, like I'm not gonna negotiate with you about my price. And then when I start speaking to them about that, all of a sudden I'm funny style. Mm -hmm. I'm this. I'm that. You know what I mean? That's that's like hella crazy, you know what I mean? Um, I had a situation um, with uh, another business owner out here that 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 owns a salon, and it was and it was hella crazy. It was actually last year. And one thing I don't do is I'm I'm not I'm not gonna sit up there and 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 play these kid games and go back and forth about about anything. I'm not even gonna respond to you about you know certain stuff. I'm gonna just keep going. People can say what they want to say. I know the truth. I'm gonna go from there. So it was a situation where um, she came to me to do a logo, you know, and she paid the she paid the money to get um, to get a logo and stuff done. And so I did the um, I did the base logo and all of that stuff, and sent her the sent her the proof. When I when I send out logos, sometimes I send it out, you know, with a black color. You know what I mean? And like we can add the color. This is the design. We can add the color. And so there was a few times that we were supposed to you know, hook up and stuff like that. But she was busy, wasn't able to make the meetings and stuff like that. Then when she hit me, I'm busy. And then it kind of, you know, kind of went from there. So it was like, okay, um, well, I end up having a, a, a little cousin that passed away, an eight-year-old cousin that died in a car crash. Mm. That, took, that took me out of my zone. Then my aunt passed away. That took me out of my zone. And she's, she's hitting me. I'm like, I'm dealing with some family stuff. To her, it's like, well, what's going on with the stuff? I was like, look, I'm telling you what's going on with me. And this happened in a in the span of uh, two and a half weeks. Mm. 
Then my father turned around and passed away, you know, and I'm hitting her and like, I'm like, no, I mean, she hit me and she's, you know, you know, kind of ticked off with me. I'm like, look, I had set up hella meetings with you that you missed and you're upset with me about that. And I had, you know, I got this family stuff going on and go from there. I already did your logo. Now it's just about coloring. You know what I mean? So give me time to deal with the stuff with my family. I got you. And she was like, well, just give me a refund or whatever the case may be. Refund already did work. I said, so what I can do, I said, I'll give you half your money back and your design will stay the way it is. And when you want to, when you want to pick back up, you know, we can pick back up and you can pay the rest and we're, we're, you know, we'll go from there. Mm -hmm. So it goes from, from there, you know, I refund them. I refund that money back to her. It goes from there to, Oh, this dude, funny style. He took my money. He did this. He did like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like put, putting that out there in the air, Mm -hmm. you know, to certain people, you know, starting all of these rumors telling her side and this and that like that. And I'm like, you know what? You could do that. I'm not going to sit up there and try to, try to clarify whatever if that's the story that you want to put out there you put out there and people do that all of a sudden i'm acting funny style because of prices or because they think they're my only client and i got other stuff to do mm-hmm. and come on i don't got time to be dealing with all of that and we 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 have a we we, we we're bad with that yeah <laughs> we're yeah. bad with that with, with that kind of bs so i i just i just don't respond to that stuff and the people that i see that respond to it because take for instance let's say a target some go wrong with you at I Target. I just gonna say that. Said, let, let's say somebody posts something about a Target or Amazon or something like that. Yeah. Do you see Amazon or Target coming back at you in a post or something <laughs> like that? Like, what the, what, the, what the fuck you mean? You got a problem? You, you know what yeah. I'm mean? like, yeah. They got other customers that they got to deal with, and you got potential customers that are eyeballing mm-hmm. what you do. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I'm going to respond. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna respond by not responding and keep my business going, mm-hmm. you know. So people see that, you know. Hey, okay. Well, you know, he he didn't even he didn't even flinch. He's still going, mm-hmm. you know. So. And it's funny you say that because I tell people all the time because on my podcast I talk a lot about black businesses. Before I get into all my news stories and shit, I I talk about black business specifically because I understand that we don't have a lot of them. I understand that we need to retrain our mentality on black business. I tell people all the time, when the Asian store down the street fuck you over and don't give you all yeah. your damn rice, and they got a big old yeah. glass up, they got a big ass glass up p- protecting them from your black ass, yes. and you still yes. go back time and time. And man, look, give these black businesses the same type of leeway you give all the other businesses. We've all been to Walmart and been treated rudely, exactly. got shorted on something. The employees act like they damn slow. We go through this. But what do we do yes. the next day? Because it's close, because it's convenient, we go right back to the same store. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and bad exactly. news travels faster than anything else. So I'll be telling black folks, look, Hit somebody personally. Like, if you have a problem, because it's okay if you have a frustration about, because you're spending your money. It's okay if you have a frustration, but how you voice that is important. Don't go on social media and blast nobody out. We don't have enough business as it is, and our community is kind of attracted to negativity. So somebody going to hear that and be like, see, I told you not to fuck with that nigga. Now now we in this cycle. You get somebody, you get, you get a, uh, a thousand and one likes on a negative post about somebody's <laughs> stuff, but let somebody give you, let somebody, let somebody give praise to another black. There we person. go. You know what I'm saying? 
and their business and all of that. And you got one or two likes <laughs> or whatever, like get out of here with that's that's not intriguing to us bro i deal with that all the time being somebody i love hip-hop i love damn twerking videos like i like a lot of the shit that everybody like right but that's not my shit like i'm not gonna present that to the world my i'm i'm infatuated with history and building black people up and that shit is not sexy to our community bro people people don't check for that but sometimes i'll do a video where i'm a little upset right? Something has happened or I'm reading something and I'm upset about it. So I'm a little more animated. I'm cussing more. They more attracted to that. But when I calm down and just want to have a conversation, want to talk to a black business owner, they looking over that shit. You know what I mean? So I think a part of that is our mentality. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, also, (laughs) I see that you got like a lot of different business ventures going on and I wanted people Mm -hmm. to be aware of um, everything that you're doing. So I'm going to go over a list of stuff here. But the first thing that I didn't even know about, talk to me about WeMix. What, uh, what is WeMix? Okay, so WeMix, I actually started that, I actually started that two years ago. And and I'm actually going to, I'm actually be, will be 100% done with that bit later on this year. But what that is, it's going to be a black business network. Mm. Um, and so it's something that I'm going to add to my magazine also that comes that comes back out in May that it's going to have a whole directory, uh, five page directory in the back of my magazine of black businesses and all of the stuff that they do. Because, again, I'm trying to give people their roses while they're still living. There we go. You know what I mean? So it's going to be something like I'm not even charging people to be in it. Nothing like that. It's just, hey, send me your business information, all of that stuff, and I'm going to post it. Because the thing is, is that we have to sit up there and we have to get get used to supporting and, and, and celebrating black businesses. Not sit up there and, and see somebody doing something and the first thing that pops in your mind is, you know, they're not doing shit or I can do something better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They need to stop doing that. Celebrate what a person is doing. Yep. You know, and then pretty much go from there. So that's what that is going to be. It's going to be focusing on showcasing black urban businesses out in this area and then in some other networking areas that I work in. Mm-hmm. Um and 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 going from there. It's going to be it's going to be pretty dope. Yeah, I was I was reading up on that fam. That's that was that was very intriguing to me too because again, I understand our mentality when it comes to a lot of stuff. And we're competing with each other, which is unfortunate. Like when when we talk about success in money, there's literally enough for everybody. Like literally, there's enough. Even if you kind of in the same lane as somebody, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's enough for everybody. But see, that's why I. That's why I try to focus so much on our mentality and focus so much on history and teaching people shit, because this has been going on for a very long time. And this system has done a number on us, bro. Like it, it, it got us treating each other like we the enemy when we got a way bigger enemy that's looking at us and laughing at all of us. You know what I mean? It's 43 million some black people in this country. It's no reason why we shouldn't have small little black wall streets all around the country. Now I understand all all over the place. Now I understand how the system has blocked us from some of this and has killed us off when we try to do some of this shit. But I think if we change our mentality and unified, like my whole thing may be being on code, right? If I know a black person doing something, I'm going to support you. I'm not going to speak negatively about you to anybody else or to the public. 
I'm gonna try my best to hear you out when you got something to say. You know what I mean? I'm gonna sure. approach you the same way I would anybody else because I'm coming from corporate America. I've seen black people all the time. A white man walk in the room, he's all ears. He's damn near obedient and all ears. But his brother come at him with an idea or with something he want to do. And it's like, oh, nigga, we ain't going to do that shit. You come right with a negative yeah. mindset. And I'm like, damn, where, where did we get that from, man? Because exactly. there was a time where we was together. There was a time where we knew the value of each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Now, I also that's, see. That's, that's, a, that's a key word. We, we, we understood and respected the value of each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think, like, I'm always hopeful that things can can change for us. There has been strides in every aspect, like in our community. We we it's it's definitely not the same community as it was in the '60s or the '50s. Some things have changed, yeah. but we got a long way to go. You know what I mean? And it starts with our mentality. That's why I be like, yeah. with fathers, it starts too in the home. Like when you a dad yeah. and you in the home with your kids, create a lot of positive affirmations. When things come up about stuff in the news or stuff going on in the world, make sure you talk to them about it. Make sure you make, you know, they're up on like how we've been treated, not to hate anybody else, but just to have an understanding of who we are. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, talk to me about Cocky Media Group, LLC. Like, is that just the clothes or is it more than just the clothes? No, the, that that one is just, it doesn't even really, it, well, it has to do with clothes, but um, that one is my graphic design, my graphic design, web design, printing company, you know, the whole, you know, marketing media company, all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, you know, my main company, because every one of my businesses is, it's focused and circled around graphic design, mm -hmm. graphic design and printing, whether it's regular or apparel, and you go from there. So that's what that company is. It deals with everything graphic design and printing services full service graphic design and printing services got it got it okay okay and so that would be keepsake creative would fall under that same umbrella well yes but keepsake creative um it, it started under there because what happened was is that um i had a family that came to me about doing obituaries you know doing the obituaries for a family and I'm like, yeah, I can design an obituary and, you know, print it and go from there. But um, the obituary business became a life of its own. Mm. Because when I design stuff and I put stuff together, like, I don't, I'm not half-assing with anything, you know. So when I put this obituary together for them, next thing you know, like, it was like, wow, like, I've never seen an obituary like this. This is, like, really, really nice, they are nice. you know laid out and all of that stuff and then it just kind of went from there hence the reason why i end up getting you know the uh, uh working with with thompson's mm -hmm. um because um, uh, um i was called by thompson's i'm like hey you know you, we have a family in here that you know has one of your obituaries and they want you to do and sat down and talked to ginger and and it you know just went from there and then i end up getting um calls from uh, different funeral homes like Sacramento Memorial Lawn, mm. uh, Morgan and Jones, um, and uh, a couple of them out north that they were like, people are walking in with my obituaries like we need it done like this. Mm. You know, can we get our obituaries done like that? And my information was on the back. Next thing you know, 
people are just calling me left and right, left and right. Now the funeral homes are sending people to me, mm -hmm. you know, to, to do this stuff. And families have seen it at funerals and all of that. And it just, it, it developed the life of its own. So I came up with the name Keepsake Creative to, um, um, for that business because it's like, you, you know, I'm creating Keepsake for people, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's how I branded out. Like and that. I have to say like your obituaries, like dealing with them personally, um, everything about them is better than the competitors. You know what I mean? Like just the feel of it. Once you get it, once you open it up, the feel of it. And I think, and this is what I'm learning about. My my woman has been in the funeral business for 20 years. Like I'm a sales rep. Like yeah. I come from corporate America, selling cell phones and managing and all this. Like I'm I come from a different environment, right? So I had to learn. Exactly. Like how do I? um ingratiate myself in this environment without being too selly because i mean you yeah. want to promote the business but you don't want to be over because it's it's people are grieving yeah. right and i learned that these moments you have to cherish them because they won't get another opportunity to bury their loved one they won't get another opportunity at an obituary like all this thing is one and done and people yeah. this is worse than a regular business where you get something you don't like from a Walmart, if you have a bad experience when you bury it somebody, that shit sticks with you forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's no there's no turning there's no turning back from that. And and the the crazy thing is is that my obituary division of my company has literally humbled me in all other aspects of my business. Hmm. It gave me, truthfully, it gave me, it, it gave me, it helped me with empathy a lot. Mm. It helped me with, it helped me with patience. It helped me with my customer service, mm. all of that stuff. Because what it is, you have, like you said, you have these families that are grieving and that are dealing with a lot, you know? So you have to have that patience and stuff to deal with them when it comes with the business, because they're grieving mm -hmm. and, and they may make mistakes. They may be this and make, and it's all how you, how you, how you deal with them, how you, how you, how you handle the situation. I've had people that have come to me with, um, you know, they'll call me at the beginning of the week. The funeral is on Saturday. They're like, I'm gonna get everything to you at least by, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, so you can have the stuff ready. And they're calling me the, the night before like i'm so sorry i didn't get everything so what am i gonna do mm -hmm. am i gonna sit up there and be like you know be a be an asshole type of businessman and be like well you didn't get it to me in time too bad go from there or i'm gonna you know be that type of business owner to provide that kind of customer service to be like you know what i got you covered i understand how you're how you're dealing with you're already dealing with stuff let me help you and that's it. And it helps me with all of my different businesses and stuff right now. Man, it is so crazy that you said that because, again, I'm coming from a sales background that's like cell phones, right? So this ain't even mm -hmm. on the scale of somebody dying. So you mess up somebody's yeah. cell phone order, you can you can talk them through it. it yeah. you, you, you show empathy, but it's like, eh, you know what I mean? But in this environment, because, yeah. again, I didn't go to school for any of this. This isn't my line of work per se, but watching Ginger and watching the other funeral directors, they've almost mastered empathy and patience. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And I'm watching them yes. like, oh, okay. But it's genuine. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, okay. Because yeah. people grieve. And again, 
We got to say when black folks, they dealing with other stuff. So they don't got enough money sometimes. They mm-hmm. family is only coming together now. So we ain't been fucking with yes. each other for the last two years. Yes. Somebody died. Yes. Now we got to sit in this room and make, you know what I mean? So I'm watching yes. it like, damn, you you see it reveals to and you. I know you see. <laughs> I know you see so much like and you've heard so many stories and like I've 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 heard people like that you you just sit there and you're just on the phone and sometimes they they pro- you probably heard this too. All they want to do is vent a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then they start venting about family members and stuff and you're sitting there like, damn. Whoa! Like, <laughs> damn. Okay, you know. Well, hey, I got you. I got this part of it covered. So it takes takes away any. You know, mm-hmm. this is one thing you less thing you have to worry exactly. about. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and then go from there. Exactly. And that's how I end up. You know, like I said, taking that part of my business into other stuff and dealing with other other clients for bigger stuff. Like we just got this um, this um, big uh, winery job. And the winery called me, and they need uh, a 2,000 booklet job, 24-page booklet job done in two days. Everybody else is telling them, we can't do it. We need to get this done in, like, two days. And I took that energy from Keepsake and was like, no problem. We got you covered. We can we can get it done. This is going to be one less thing that you have to worry mm-hmm. about. And they're like, are you serious? Like, yeah. I got it. Don't worry about it. You know, and 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 that stuff just rolls over. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, it's, it's 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 amazing. And it's funny because just speaking a little bit more about that particular business, also because before even going there, I was I know history, right? So I'm aware of the trauma that a lot of us face in that type yeah. of business, especially when it's black folks, because all of our base of our customer base for the most part is expanding but for the most part it's black folks it just reveals some of our dysfunctions and that's and really it's a black family thing but it's a family thing you see how you may think your family is a little dysfunctional or you guys got problems and it shows you that that's all of us man all of us got some some unhealed trauma and then a death just heightens all of these different things you know what i mean yeah you one one thing to, to to tap in on about about this business, which is which is really crazy. This business, this business. If you're in this business, this will really teach you to appreciate life. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. You're right. Now you remember, um, and and another thing that my dad used to tell me, life continues to go on all day. So you have to live your. You have to. You know what I'm saying. Be be thankful for every minute you have, because life is gonna go on. People is gonna go on. You know what I mean? And this business right here, this shows you, especially with all that feuding and all that stuff going on mm-hmm. with families. You pass away, they're worried about what's 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 going on with your insurance. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Like, well, who's supposed to pay for this? Yeah, yeah. Like, how much do we got to take out of this insurance to pay for that? Yep. So what we what are we gonna have left? Mm-hmm. Like all of this stuff you see, and you like, woo. Ooh. Yep. Man. Yep. And it's funny you say that because my mom, well, my dad passed away when I was eight. My mom passed away when I was 19. Right. And one of the biggest things, because losing both of them made me a much stronger person. But anybody who's grieving, I have like an insight to kind of ha- 
to what they're going through because people mess up when yeah. you somebody dies and they be like, I know what you're going through. I'm like, if you haven't lost somebody of this magnitude, no, you don't. That's like the worst thing you can say to somebody but, uh, 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 who was just grieving. All you can try to do is be there for them, right? But I remember yeah. my little depression and the slump I was in was simply based on the fact that the world kept going. Like the next yes. day, I still had to go to school. The next day, I yes. had two kids at the time. So the next day, I had to go get yes. kids. I was, I was, <laughs> I mean, I used to look outside like, why don't all you motherfuckers just go to sleep? Why don't all y'all just get out of here? Why y'all moving? Why are you driving? <laughs> I'm like, the world needs to stop for like two weeks. You really want everybody to stop. You really feel that the world should stop right now because somebody has just passed. Yep. But like you like like my dad used to tell me the world boy when you realize when you when you understand that the world is going to keep going even after you're gone mm -hmm. you'll understand you'll understand how to treat a day better exactly because yeah, we all everybody kind of shares those cliches where you don't know how much time you got and all that but that's the realest shit ever man because sometimes yeah. you see people go and none of it makes sense whether it's like a tragedy type situation whether it be a healthy person just dropping dead whatever it may be it it creates perspective in your mind you know what i mean so i don't wish that on nobody exactly. but like anything else you can use those things just for perspective you know what i mean yeah exactly now a couple of things i want to ask you because again you have experience in these things and i have a lot of young fathers who pay attention to what i do if you were to give advice to a young black man who is a father. 19, 20, 21, just became a father. What are some of the things you think he should focus on immediately? Immediately is patience. Mm. Ain't that patience. Patience over everything because you've never been in this situation before and there may be things that will, that will just that will just test you mm. that will just test you that you that you you didn't think that you didn't think would happen or that you're not going to be ready for and it's and, it, and it's going to stress you out and 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 having the patience is going to keep you from reacting a a, a negative way a, a a way that's going to be you know that 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 may not you know may not fit you know mm -hmm. May not fit that situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> but there's there's people that have that have snapped. We see it all the time. Mm -hmm. um, patience and the other thing, uh, if if I was to go into a second thing, is understand that your life is not yours anymore. Your life is not yours anymore. You're you living for your you're living for them now. You know, you have to live for your kids now. That's what people don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand that you have to do things for you. Of course, you, you do. But you have to understand that every choice and every decision that you make in life affects somebody else. And when you can understand that it affects somebody else, things will, you, you'll, you'll look at things differently. Definitely. And you'll do things differently. Definitely. And something else that I had to learn myself is that you have to be like extremely selfless just just like you were saying you had you have to find a way to make because i know young people who think and this is a misnomer to me i don't think 
having a kid grows you up like that. I don't think, it, let, yeah. let's say you're an immature guy and you have problems yeah. with relationships, with finding a job, right? Ain't no, the baby, looking at a little baby, ain't gonna make you just snap out of it. No, shit, now I gotta yeah. get a job. It's a process, bro. Yeah. It's a process. You gotta keep on working. Just work. like how they say, what's that, what's that cliche people say or whatever that, that a baby is gonna make somebody's relationship better? Yeah, no, it don't. No, I tell, hey, I've, I've seen young dudes say he with his girl and they a little rocky. They think adding the baby is going to bring the family together. Hell no. <laughs> no. Hell no. It's no. going to make everything worse. You know what I mean? No. Mm -mm. But you're right. You got to be selfless. And for some dudes that I know, I tell them you have to spend time with your kids. Because, look, people, some men think if if let's say you have a baby and for whatever reason, you can't be around the child. Let's say they move to a different place. Let's say you just ain't messing with the baby mama. If you don't build a relationship with them, you there won't be a lot of love there, man. Like yeah. relationships are about commuting and being around each other. If you're not around somebody, I don't care if it's your mother, your brother, your your baby. If you're not around them and get to know them, it may, it may almost be like they're not even in your family. I know dudes who haven't talked to their kids in years, and I'm thinking. Damn, how is that even possible? Well, he never built a relationship. So that's just a person yeah. with his last name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Now. No, I totally tell you on that. Last question, brother. So I talked to you about the uh, young fathers. Also, since you're a successful business owner, if you, if a young person or just anybody in our community um, wants to start a business or is thinking about starting a business, what are some of the things you would tell them to keep in mind? while getting their business started or while trying to be successful at it? Um, one of the things I would tell young people to, to keep in mind when, when starting a business is that focus on your, on your dream, on what, on, 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 on what you want to do. Hmm. Don't let all of the outside influences mm. try to, uh, uh, try to distract you and deter you, you know, from what you see have tunnel vision mm. because you'll have people that, you know, you'll, you know how, how they are, mm -hmm. you know, you want to start this business. Oh, you shouldn't do that. You have tunnel vision. Don't let anybody distract you. And, and if you have people that that's in your life, that's not, not willing to, to help you reach that next level or even, you know, push you to reach that next level, just disconnect, you know, you can still have that relationship. Just disconnect with them when it comes to that. Mm. Because people can people can steer you in all kinds of different directions that you don't even want to go. And, and and it will make you just think that any idea or whatever that you had isn't isn't worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, you're worth it. You thought about it. Mm -hmm. It's something that you want to do and get behind it with passion. Mm -hmm you know, get, get behind it with passion and love and, and, and do it. Mm -hmm. Because it's funny that I'm noticing that you can tell somebody an idea or something you want to do. And sometimes they won't even get it right. Like he was talking about the visionary thing and being created, people not getting it. And they'll may have little slick remarks, right? Until they see yeah. you moving. Once they see it moving, once they see somebody else say, Hey, I like that. Now it's like, man, I knew you was going to do it. Boy, I'm like, wait. Man. I, no, you I, didn't. I, I get that. I've got that so many times, which is, which is freaking crazy. Like, I have people that, that, man, I remember when you was doing, I remember when you was running around doing everything and, 
and all of them graphics and all of that stuff. You still doing, <laughs> making a living off of it, man. You, I see your stuff all, man. I'm so, man. I knew you could. Do <laughs> you was like one of the first people that was sitting up there trying to down talk, down talk me and all of that stuff. Like I even had an ex that sit up there and that hit me a while back. Was like, man, I'm. I just want to hit you and apologize and all of that stuff. Because when we were together, like. I didn't have a car at the time. Mm. I was catching the bus to I was catching the bus to school, you know, all of that stuff. And I'd be at school like all day. But I'm oh you oh you ain't at school all day. You wasn't in that computer lab. You cheating, you doing this, you doing that. And I'm sitting up there trying to explain. First of all, I'm not gonna lie to you. That's what I'm not gonna mm -hmm. do. But I'm telling you what the hell I'm doing mm -hmm. and you up and down, swearing up and down that I'm doing something else. But now all these years later. You see me doing all of the stuff that I told you that I wanted to do over 16 years ago. Mm. You know what I mean? Over 16 years ago to the point where, you know, she even had me doing um, uh, uh, an obituary for her brother that passed away. Mm. You know, like she came to me and was like, you know, what you did was 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 amazing and I appreciate it. But I'm like, man, like <laughs> years ago. You swore up and down. I wasn't, you know. Hey, you you was trying to put so much negativity in my head, like it was crazy. Hey, keep it real though. That shit feel good a little bit, don't it? Don't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, huh? Because <laughs> because really, I, yeah, that's I don't, I don't be rubbing. I don't be rubbing. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. I just, I just, you know, whatever. You you doubted me. That's you know, that's that's my reward. You doubted me, and now you see where I'm at. Yeah, okay. See, yeah. and some people need to realize, like in relationships, if you with somebody that got a dream, sometimes you got to ride it out. Sometimes you got to yeah. put your faith into them. What movie was that? Um, was it? I don't think it was that Tyler Perry movie. But yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It, it was an acro. Uh, uh, acrimony or something. Yeah, like that. I think I know you talk about. I think I know you talk yes. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. See. I, I went I went to the movies with, 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 with a friend and, and we see we were watching that in the movie and we're sitting up there looking at each other and she she got this whole you know, as we're watching the movie, she uh-huh, I wouldn't put up with that shit either. Blah 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 this, blah 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 that. And I'm like, man, do you understand what he's doing? Like uh, and then and then he gets all this money, <laughs> his, his battery gets all of that stuff, and now you know what I'm saying. She left him right before that because she didn't want to believe what he was doing. Yeah. And the part that part that had me in there cheese, and I had to turn him up. You know what I mean? <laughs> is when he came to her office, and she's like, "What the fuck do you want? You know what? You know blah 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 blah." And he was like, "Here, I just wanted to give you. I just wanted to give you the keys to your to to your uh, to your family's house." You know what I mean? And here, let me give you this check, you know, on all this for all of the stuff that you did, uh -huh. you know, for me over the years. I appreciate. And she's sitting up there like, <laughs> what? You done bought, bought the house back? And on top of that, you done gave me $10 million? Like, for real? Like, I mean, man, please. Yep. And now she want to try to be back with your man gone. You know what I mean? That, that, ha that happens a lot. Men and women do that. You know what I mean? Because I think just in society, bro, most of us are trained just to work, man. Go to college, find a good job. Like trying to explain to somebody who's not creative, to somebody who's used to that rat race, trying to explain to them your your vision is like talking Spanish to them. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're not living out their dream. Because really what they're saying is, I can't do shit, so why can't you? You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. Exactly. That's, that's some crazy shit right there, boy, I tell you. All right, brother. So I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I knew we was going to have a good conversation. Again, everybody, this is Kwame Curry, serial entrepreneur, single father doing his thing. <laughs> hey, tell hey, don't blame me. The next time you see me and I have a sweater that says... <laughs> I want 2% of that. I want 2% of that. I got you. I got you. I'm a matter of fact, I'll make you one. <laughs> Hey, so entrepreneur. Okay. So tell everybody if they want to get some of your clothes, they need an obituary done. Tell everybody where they can find your stuff. Okay. So for the graphics, if you need any kind of full service graphics and printing services, um, you can you can reach us at um the cockygroup.com, T-H-E-K-O-C-I group.com on the website. For all of the clothing line, all of this fresh stuff that you see mm -hmm, me with, mm -hmm. Cocky University, all of the good stuff, you can go to shopcocky.com, S-H-O-P-K-O-C-I.com. And if, you know, for, you know, God willing, you don't have to deal with this, but if your family is in need of any kind of a, a custom obituary um, uh, stuff, T-shirts, bookmarks, all of that good stuff, you can go to keepsakecreative.net. And we'll be happy to take care of things for you. Definitely, definitely. Well, I want to thank you again, brother, for coming on to the platform. Everybody, this is Harrison for Melanated Fathers TV. If you haven't done so already, please like this video. If you listen to the video on Spotify, if you're listening to it on Apple Music, please hit a, please like it. Please uh, uh, leave a comment, leave a review. Leaving a review raises us up higher in the algorithm so more people will be able to hear the show. If you haven't subscribed to the Melanated Fathers TV YouTube channel, do that today. That's Melanated Fathers TV. You can find this show. You can, well, you can find my interviews. You can find the Melanated Combo podcast. You can find uh, uh, videos about different parts of history like me and the brother was talking about today. There's a lot of different dysfunctions in our community, and I think some of it, not all, some of it can be solved by just understanding where the hell we come from. Like getting a clear understanding of how we got here can help you kind of put everything in perspective as you move forward. So this has been another great interview for Melanated Fathers TV. Everybody, thank you for joining us. We out. Yeah, we out, bro.